Sinners and Saints, dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alan After Dark. Sinners and Saints, oh my fucking God, do I have a story to tell you. I was going into one of my favorite restaurants and you know how they're structured now. Usually when you go in, there's the bar area that you'll see kind of first. And when I walk in waiting for the host to come over to seat me, I look over at the bar area and I am telling you, I don't know what sports team that they play with or play on. But that was just a smorgasbord of studliness sitting at that bar. So when the host comes over, I just say, I'll just sit over in the bar area. I think she probably knew what I was getting at. So I went over and sat not too far from where all that manliness was situated. And oh, sweet Jesus, I could inhale the testosterone. It was just oozing off of them that luscious man musk of athletic studliness. God, I just wanted to eat their jock straps right there. <laughs> the bartender finally comes over to ask me what I want and I'm like, I think I'll just have the sampler platter. He's like, what? He finally turns and looks at what I'm looking at and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, those aren't on the menu. I'm like, well, God dang, I thought this was the buffet restaurant. Uh, 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 mm. We did it. We did it. We got through Christmas. Oh, my God. I can't believe that's over and done with now. And here we are facing New Year's Eve and the new year filled with dread and fear and probably fascism and lies and cheating and all kinds of monstrosities that we have to deal with all the way until November. There may be the largest exodus of people leaving the United States in the history of the country's existence, but I don't know. Anyway, how you doing? I hope you're feeling great and feeling sexy. I know you are. I know you're looking good. Are you getting ready for your New Year's Eve celebrations? Are you going to kiss the one you love or blow somebody in the bathroom of the party you're at? I'm just curious. I intend on doing both myself or maybe more. It depends on how much booze I've had. And yes, I just said booze. Or maybe how much champagne I drink. If it's the good stuff. That bad stuff, doesn't it taste like pickles? But not in a good pickled tasting way. It really is a jacked up flavor, isn't it? But good champagne, mmm, mmm, mmm. Slap my ass and call me Judy, I'm telling you. I guess I should have clarified there. When I said kiss the one you love, I meant kiss them at midnight. I'm sure you don't kiss them any other time, especially if you've been together for more than uh, six months. You're a married old couple at that point, right? But the blowing in the bathroom, that could happen at any time during the night. Just kind of swim and thrash through the crowd just to see if there's any bites. Wow, 
I just described Jaws again, didn't I? I am really hung up on that, aren't I? It's getting a little disturbing, I think. I remember going out all the time for New Year's Eve, managing to make it until midnight, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, and hoping you wouldn't get pulled over by the state patrol. These days, I just don't have the inclination to spend the entire night out partying, even though it is New Year's Eve. I've found that celebrating the change in the year, that if I was superstitious, obviously doing that hasn't brought me any good luck, so why should I keep doing it? But you know, at my age, waiting for the ball to drop, that has a totally different meaning now. I'll just be lying on the couch with my blankie and probably some Thai food, trying to prevent a massive hangover the next morning. But what else is new, right? So I guess if I want a New Year's kiss, I'll have to do it before midnight, probably around 9.30 or 10, you know? Then get my ass home or to the Waffle House for cheese omelets and something else that'll probably kill me. I wonder how many of you do that. Do you go out and party still? Do you go celebrate at a club or do you go to friends' houses or do you just stay home and like watch TV or do you just go to bed and not think about the new year? Does it carry as much relevance as we get older? I guess the thought of just being alive is supposed to be enough reason to be grateful, but fuck that. But then again, I don't sleep well enough anyway, so I might as well just be up and at them. I think I'd probably sleep better at a bar than I would in my own bed. What's up with that? Well, what's up with that is that it's insomnia, but I'm just saying. But either way, if you spend time with friends on New Year's Eve, if you go out to a club or a bar, if you are at home, I just want to say thank you for spending some time with me on this holiday celebration bullshit episode that may be the most random yet because I am basically just stone cold sober trying to get ready for happy hour. I thought about jumping into the shower and just recording part of it there and we might just do it because there's no telling what I'll say while I'm in the shower. What do you think about that? Would that actually work? I don't know. Maybe we'll try it. Well, let's find out. (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Jesus Christ, did you all really think I was going to do that? (laughs) There is no way that would work. Where would I stick the microphone? Shut up, Chadwick. I know what you're going to say, so fuck off. Yeah, we're not doing that. So an interesting thing happened the other day at happy hour, something that knocked my socks off that I probably shouldn't tell all of you, but I'm going to anyway. So a friend of mine recently got married. He had been dating his husband for several years. They had been living together for quite a while, and they finally tied the knot over this past summer. But when I first saw them together, I kept thinking that I knew my friend's fiance. He looked like someone that I remember from my days working as a server in the bar. But I kept telling myself, there's no way it's the same guy. 
they just would not have anything in common that I thought. But anyway, at happy hour, my friend comes in, surprises all of us that he's there with his new husband. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And he just said, well, they were in the area and they just decided to come over to have a couple of drinks. So they sat down and there was a group of us and we were just sitting there and chatting. And I, every chance I got, I would steal a look at his husband. And I kept thinking to myself, there is just no way this is the same guy, even though the likeness would be uncanny. It would be like one of those things where you would, you know, they say that everybody has a twin somewhere in the world. Well, this dude would have a twin in the same town. When they left, they said their goodbyes and they left. I asked my other friends, I'm like, how long has his husband lived in he moved here from somewhere, right? And one of my friends said, well, no, he's lived here for as long as I can remember. And I was like, well, would he have come to the bar that I worked? And they were like, well, yeah, he was there all the time. And then it just kind of hit me like a thunderbolt. Oh my God, it is the same guy. I have gone home and 69 with my friend's husband. Now, granted, it, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about years before they even dated or probably even knew each other. So, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. But it's just so funny sometimes how small the world really is. What would be the odds that my friend, who I've always lusted after my whole life, but we're just friends, we've never done anything, maybe a kiss once, that... I have fooled around with his husband. Granted, neither I or his husband will ever say anything, and there's no way he'll figure out from this podcast who I'm talking about. Most of them don't listen. It was a bit of a shock, but you know what? It's not a surprise that we might have hooked up, is it? A smaller gay community? Yeah, odds are going to be in our favor that it could happen. But damn, small world. No pun intended on that, by the way. I guess that does lead to the question, I mean, how many of us have done that? It is a small community where I live, and the likelihood of you hooking up with somebody is actually pretty high. Does it matter? Would you care about your fiance, your boyfriend, your husband, who they had hooked up with 15 years ago? Does that really matter? Does it? I'm not so sure that it does. But like I said, in this small town, the odds are that, that yeah, you're going to have hooked up with some guys that are now in committed relationships. Funny that. And I guess what's even more funny is that I'm not sure that my friend's husband even remembers it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that an insult that he doesn't remember? Eh, I don't know. 15 years, thousands of pounds of weed and hundreds of gallons of booze. Yeah, you're going to forget a few things. Well, maybe. I shouldn't take that too personally, right? After all, like Chadwick says, I'm listed in the phone book under things to do. So there you go. 
but I'm not the one he calls shore leave now, is it? You didn't think I'd bring that up, did you? <laughs> I wonder if it happens in the bigger cities. I wonder if it happens. Well, sure it does. Why do I have to wonder that? Of course it does. And I remember, you know, the years that I worked as a server in a gay bar, people were always amazed that I lasted so long. I worked there almost 10 years. But part of the reason is, is that when you're there and you're working, you'll see things that are probably eye-opening, but you mind your business. My job is to serve my customers, not to judge what they're doing. I noticed that the ones who tended to gossip about people, they would see people come in that were in a, were supposedly in a committed relationship, hooking up with someone else. If they told people, then they got out. You, you, you developed a reputation that people didn't trust you and you wouldn't keep a job there. For me, I was aware of it, but it was none of my business. And like I've said before, it's amazing how easy your life can be when you mind your own business. What about you all? I know that it happens beyond the gay community. What if you found out that your current boyfriend had hooked up with your best friend 10 years ago? Would it matter to you? Would it matter to me? And I got to think about that for a minute. And I'd have to say, it might matter to me, but what can you do about that? That's truly water under the bridge. And it might be a bruise to my fragile ego for some reason. And that little jealous streak that I might have. But fuck it. You have to go on with it. God, get over it. Especially if there's nothing there. It was just a, a physical connection for one night or five nights or whatever. It doesn't change the dynamics of now, does it? It shouldn't, I don't think. Maybe I'm pondering something that I shouldn't be pondering. Maybe I'm making, truly making a mountain out of a molehill. But it's these kind of little twists and turns in life that fascinate me. For me, it probably stems from fear. I guess the thinking is, is that, well, if you are out with your boyfriend and they see someone that they hooked up with 10 or 15 years ago, the fear is, is that they may still have that physical attraction to them and you have doubts about the strength of your relationship. But for someone like me, those doubts are probably well-founded, even though you should have trust in your, your partner. But I've got burned that way too. I'll, I'll be honest. I was dating this guy when I was working at the bar. He came in one night and, you know, he's there to party. I was waiting on him, you know, when I was treating my boyfriend right. And he got busy and I happened to notice that I didn't see him anywhere. And I'm like, well, where the fuck is he? I go into the men's room to catch him blowing a guy. Boy, did I feel good. It was really great. A friend grabbed me by the arm and pulled me back out of the bathroom and was like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, just listening to my boyfriend suck this guy's dick in the stall in there. And they were like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. So maybe that's where that would stem from as far as my fragile ego and the concern over a previous hookup that a boyfriend had is that maybe the boyfriend would do it again because the physical attraction was still there. Yeah, probably still unfounded, but you know how the male ego is, and mine is a doozy of one. But it all stems from 
past experiences and not being the cutest guy in the world. But I also know that the cutest guy in the world also gets cheated on too. How about that? So I got to tell you about the dentist visit. I mentioned it last week, at least I think I did. And of course I had to have some dental work done. I had to have a crown replaced. So that meant an extra visit to the dentist to get that work done. You know how I've already described how nothing ever seems to go exactly right, no matter what I do. And uh, of course, get there. It's a, it's their first appointment in the morning, and it's a cold, cold morning. The building, the uh, the dentist office, it is freezing cold in there. They're directing me to the the appropriate room, to the chair, and everything. And my dentist's assistant, she's getting me ready, preparing me for this work. You know, numbing my gums and my tooth and all that. Well, it turns out that that chair, something's wrong with it. It won't function the way it's supposed to, so I have to move to another chair. It just seemed like every little thing that could go wrong went wrong just in getting ready to have this work done. She was trying to do this and that and the other. She hit me in the head twice with her elbow and then once with a chair. And I'm like, I'm not going to survive to even get the new crown. But it was all worth it, and I'll tell you why. I have a crush on my dentist. He has been my dentist for a long, long time, and I have had the hots for him since the first day I met him. There's something, this is gonna sound really weird, I know, but there's something about the position you're in when your dentist is working on you. So you're, you're basically laying in a prone position, really, with your mouth open, my dentist, the way he positions himself, like my right shoulder and my head is virtually in his lap or between his legs. And that's just, I mean, there's nothing intended to be sexual about it, although I wish there was. It's just how he has to get in position to do whatever work he's doing, right? Or am I wrong on that? Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. So, like I said, it was very, very cold in the office there so I was a little bit chilled and of course the work the drilling and everything to remove an old crown to place the new crown it's pretty uncomfortable at one point I had to turn my head toward the right toward where he was sitting where, where he's positioned to get away from the noise and all that I let my brain focus on where I was and I was essentially between his legs I could feel the heat coming off of his body from his crotch, and I was doing everything I, I could to, well, let's just say if it wasn't for all that grinding of that drill, that I would have been popping the biggest woody in the history of mankind. And it was one of those things where if I could have, I would have just went <laughs> and bit right into him. God, he just turns me on so much. 
And I know that I had said that he is the one man that I've always dreaded being in my mouth. But honestly, that's really not true. And it, especially when it's just a regular cleaning and checkup and he makes you stick your tongue out and he grabs it and pulls it and looks both ways. I'm like, damn, that's kind of hot. So leave it to me to be a pervert in the dentist chair getting drilled in the mouth when I prefer it was being drilled the different way. I just wanted to share that. I thought you all might get, get a kick out of that. But he is just deliciously hot. He has a beard with a little salt and pepper. He let his hair grow a little bit longer during the, the pandemic. And he's trimmed it back just a little, but it's still, he's a little bit grizzly, I guess. It, can I use that word there? So he's got that really butch look and attitude being in that position so close to his oh man candy it just made it worthwhile and when he's in there working on it he says well alan i see a problem and i'm like oh shit i said are you gonna have to do a root canal and he's like oh no 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 not that but the crown beside this one i see some damage on one side so we're gonna have to replace it but i can't do it today so you're gonna have to come back next week and replace it and I'm like well at least it's not a root canal and I have the position I'll be in between his legs to look forward to I guess I'll call it a lose win in that situation and it's a good thing I'm not under some sort of drug influence because I probably would try to bite his crotch nom 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 what <laughs> yes I might be drinking okay so fuck off and that leads to another memory of a different type that involves a doctor, but I had to have surgery to repair a hernia. And of course, the way our insurance works in the United States, you have to have a referral from your regular doctor. Well, at least I had to have it then. The surgeon that I was referred to, to say that he was hot is an understatement thick dark hair one of those like five o'clock shadow beards that was just a little bit thicker than that and when I met him he was in scrubs and I could see tufts of hair peeking out from the t-shirt he had underneath the scrubs and I'm like oh sweet mother of god he is fucking hot and if I was going to compare him to someone else do you know Matthew Fox from the show Lost? That would be what he looked like. So I knew I was gonna enjoy him being inside me. I mean, inside my stomach to fix the hernia. <laughs> anyway, so after having the surgery, you know, you are kind of limited to what you can do. And that includes sexual activity. So I went without doing anything for a while and I had to have, you know, I had to go back and have a checkup with the surgeon, with the doctor. And so I had not done anything sexual. So I was pretty much wired, excited, so to speak, to see him. Well, actually, I was already pitching a tent just in anticipation of him coming into the examination room. And he, uh, of course, comes in the room and, and I have to take my shirt off so he can examine the uh, wound to see how it's healing and to remove some stitches. And he is down there. He's like, oh, Alan, that is really healing nicely. You are really 
healing very well and he was breathing on my stomach, his arm, elbow brushed against Mr. Happy. And I'm like, I hope he didn't notice that. <laughs> and I just kept thinking, maybe if I keep sliding up a little bit, maybe he would go down on me or something. But of course he didn't. And once he gave me the all clear, that was the last time I saw him. In my masturbation fantasies, I had a really good time with him. But in reality, it just didn't come true. I can't believe this is the last episode for 2023. And as I'm sitting here thinking about being between my dentist's legs, I guess we need to take some time to celebrate the year that has been. Let's see, what to celebrate about 2023? Oh, uh, Troy Sivan's song, Rush, that's worth celebrating. It's my number one song of the year. That video is just fucking hot as hell, very sexy. And the song is such a great dance song. I think that's a great thing to celebrate. Well, Madonna's on tour, but I won't be seeing her till next year in Atlanta, so I don't want to celebrate that yet. That'll be a celebration for next year. And I just realized the name of Madonna's tour is the Celebration Tour. So I kind of tripped into that, didn't I? No irony or surprise there, I guess. <laughs> well, let's see, my favorite show would have been, well, obviously Big Mouth. And I still love Paradise PD, even though that's not on the air anymore. But you can watch it on streaming. The Fall of the House of Usher was a fantastic miniseries based on the writings of Edgar Allan Poe, which I absolutely love. The Mohawk Man. My God, that's worth celebrating every damn day. Henry Cavill, Jesus Christ, is hotter and hotter every day that he walks on this planet. Just amazing to look at. Diego Sands, Conor McGuire, you know, all my favorite porn stars, they're worth celebrating. They're all still around, still doing damn good work. As for myself, I will celebrate my friends. And what was that Willie Nelson and Julio Iglesias song? I'll just change the name. To all the men I've loved before. Goodbye 2023, hello 2024. Thank you for joining me for this edition of Alan After Dark. I hope you've had fun and have been entertained. Maybe I turned you on this week. I wish you a happy new year. And remember, take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon.